0: love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh then shop at kroger we give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the kroger app where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low
1: kroger fresh for everyone it's the big ten dollar sale so mix and match and get two three four five or even ten for ten dollars with your card so many great deals kroger fresh for everyone
3: I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset when they utilize the gifts that are seen in their name when we use nameology science. So how does someone express those creative talents? And how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Sharon yula who has developed her genius in the area of marketing. For what good is having the best product or service if no one knows about it? So when it comes to getting expert help for your business, business coaches Sharon Yuloff and her husband, Hank, have a very unique perspective. He has over 30 years of background in advertising, marketing, sales, and public relations, whereas she's an online marketing and human resources expert who wrote a book called Small Businesses Human Resource Secrets, and that book is aimed at business owners who need to be their own HR people. Now this means that they figure out everything from discovering a business's most profitable demographics to creating effective messaging and tactics to solving employee issues. Now their company is named Ulof Creative Marketing Solutions and it is a complete marketing services firm offering traditional and technological marketing plans for small companies. Now they have been called And I'm quoting, a marketing incubator helping small business owners create a marketing path, then guiding them along the road to success, unquote. They have even been interviewed by Kevin Harrington, the original shark on the television show Shark Tank. Now, we're going to find out more about that because I know that that gets us all curious. So twice yearly, they offer their marketing boot camp intensive for small groups and business owners. And together, Hank and Sharon have authored five books on business and marketing, and they host a weekly marketing tips radio show, which is the marketingchecklist.com, where marketing experts, presenters, and an entire video series with Brian Tracy filmed in 2016. And last year, we selected America's number one coaching team for small business marketing. So Sharon, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. We hear the importance of having a business plan. So how important is having a marketing plan, and what are the component parts of a marketing plan? It, it is, uh, I we think it's vital, um,
4: <laughs> because with that, without a plan, kind of like um, uh, Alice, you know, she to ask the Chester cat, well, you know, which way should I go? And she didn't know which, where she wanted to end up. And he said, well, then it doesn't really matter which way you go. And, you know, ha- without having a marketing plan, just like without having a business plan, you're kind of in the same boat. If you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't really matter what road you take.
3: So what are the component parts of a marketing plan? Because I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of that, even as they're wanting to start a business.
4: Uh, you know, the where we start, we start in... in um, way at the beginning. So we wanna know what they want their life to look like so that we help them construct a business that gives them the life they want instead of creating a business and just sort of hoping that life turns out the way they want. So that's what we start there. And then the next piece is, well, who's your ideal client? Who do you like to work with? Yes, of course, you could work with everybody, but who do you really like to work with because if you're not speaking directly to that person, then they're not gonna hear you. They kind of think they're talking to anyone and it's not them. Um, and of course, you could have more than one, but when you're, when you're cre- creating any marketing materials, you wanna make sure that you're focusing on one specific ideal client. Then the next piece is, um, well, what do we need to say to attract that ideal client? How do I speak to him or her so that she knows I'm talking directly to her? and then the last piece is okay well great so now we have the ideal client and we know the message we want to use where are we going to place that message again to attract that ideal client
3: so we're going to get into some of that but this is the part of the show where we interpret a portion of our uh, you know of our guest's name so are you ready i'm ready okay so in your name sharon it says to you now i need to tell everybody that you spell sharon a little bit differently it's s h a r y n And your last name is spelled Y-U-A, and the last name is very different, and you always drop the first name and the last name. So it says you have a tendency to be a workaholic, but you make a great couch potato at the end of the day. So once you're done, you're done. You don't want to get up. And then it also says that you're highly observant. You don't miss much. Now, you don't always say everything that you see, but it's very rarely that something gets past you. And when it does, you go inside and you go, how come I missed that? How did I not get that? And it's almost like you beat yourself up because you miss some small section. And what you don't realize is that you're catching like 95% of everything that's going on. And most people whose names I'm looking at are only catching between 50 and 60% if they're lucky. But you you pick on yourself for that little 4 to 5% that you miss. OK, because you don't want to miss the same thing again next time okay. you also have in your name that you are very honest and finding out the truth and what's really going on is very important to you, along with having fairness issues and something that just jumps off the page, in your note in your name is how much you need freedom. You don't want to be underneath anybody else's thumb. You don't want anybody telling you what to do. They can ask questions. You're very compliant. You're very sharing. But don't tell you what to do because then you don't want to share. <laughs> then you don't want to do it (laughs) you know and you bring people to you that like to have fun while they're learning and they like to learn on multiple levels according to your name the type of people that you attract to you in other words it's not just business they want to learn from you and marketing that they want to learn from you but they also want to learn about life and life transitions so it's very interesting with your last name that how you're nurturing the people that come to you in many different areas not just marketing Truly. so that's some of what your name says about you now if if we were going to start a marketing plan okay and you gave us the four steps what is the most important thing that we have to know before we came to you and said okay we're ready to start a marketing plan
4: um i i don't i don't think you need to you need to know anything you need to know that you want to start a business do you need to know
3: the name of the business ahead of time
4: no we we can help you formulate the name often the name that our clients choose is, you know, it's cute and all, but is it something that's going to be memorable? Is it something that people are actually looking for? So, no, you don't need to know the name, just kind of what it is that you're, that you're doing. And then, you know, is there even a need for the business that you want to create?
3: Oh, how would you determine that? <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, you, you start by, are people asking you for that sort of thing? Um, and if, if, you, if not, then you know do some searching, talk to some people. We, we can help with that piece. Um, you don't need to know the answer, but know that that's gonna be one of the things that we're gonna work on is, is there really even a need for what you want to offer?
3: See, now I think that's very interesting because you know that I interpret names for a living. And so I would look at that before I came up with nameology science. Nobody knew it existed. So I wouldn't have known that people needed that if I hadn't just had a fascination with people's names. You know, and then decided, hey, this is where it's useful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it is true that some business owners, um, they do what they do because they have a passion and they kind of need to teach the rest of us that there is a need.
3: Ah. So then you help your client with that, with how do you teach people that there's a need for what they want to offer?
4: Exactly. Sometimes you have to give people what they want first and then show them what it is that they really need.
3: So as you're constructing that piece, okay, how would, would be the first thing, how you would determine that this is what people need? What kind of questions are you asking yourself?
4: What is, what's the pain point of your ideal client? What do you, what? What pain are you solving? Most people won't write you a check, so to speak, right? Give a credit card, whatever, unless you're solving some sort of pain. They, they might do it to get pleasure, but that's a much harder road to, to go on um, trying to get someone to do something for pleasure. It's a lot easier to solve a pain point.
3: Okay. So we want people that are always in pain to make sure that we're getting them out of pain, Right.
4: Right. Some sort of, I mean, it doesn't have to be a physical pain, right? It kind of depends on what your, what your business is, but you know, right. So it, it a business it, in other pain. words,
3: it's something that's keeping them up at night within their business. That's bothering. Exactly.
4: them. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay. That's what you mean by a pain point. Okay. We need to take our break. Stay tuned to know the name, know the genius in you, which is being heard on xzbn.net and X-Zone Broadcast Network, and on the website, KnowTheName.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what happened to Sharon when she was interviewed by Shark Tank's original shark. Stay tuned.
1: Exon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell visit www.exoneradiotv.com or www.xzontvchannel.com, or simultv.com and xzbn.net.
3: Welcome back, I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now our guest tonight is Sharon Yuloff, whose website is ulofcreative.com. Now I want to spell that last name for you, it's y-u-l-o-f-f-creative.com. Sharon, how did you get started in marketing? How did you decide marketing and not something else?
4: Well, honestly, I didn't start in marketing. I actually started, well, I started in teaching, but we'll skip that whole section. I started in uh, HR, actually, human resources. And I, I spent uh, over 15 years in HR and financial services and entertainment. And I had a work-related injury in my last job. And that meant I was home in, in between uh, physical therapy appointments for about a year, And in that time, I got to listen to my husband, who at the time, I thought, well, he's the marketing guy. I don't know anything about marketing. I just do HR. But I got to overhear the conversations he was having with his clients and realized, you know what? Those are the same conversations I was having in my office. Now, I was doing HR for small businesses. So I realized HR is really just internal marketing. I was either marketing the employee to the employer or vice versa unless I was putting an ad, but since I was working with a small business, we we had very little turnover, so I didn't have to do ads very often, most of my days with internal marketing. So at the end of the year, um, we had a decision to make. Do I go back to um, HR or do we work together? Um, and it turned out that he had a client that needed the office HR management help and needed marketing help, so we got to work together on that one project and when that contract expired, again we had to decide. Well, what do we do? Do we do I go back to HR, or do we work together? And well, here we are seven years later. So you can probably guess the answer.
3: So, what were your stumbling blocks along the way, and how did you overcome them?
4: Um, in in what way? what way do you mean? You mean in, in HR or in transitioning or what do you mean?
3: In, in transitioning and getting into marketing and taking your skills from HR that you had developed and moving them into the marketing world. Did you have stumbling blocks? And if so, how did you overcome them?
4: I, I don't remember having big stumbling blocks. As I said, you know, a lot of the conversations he was having, I was already having, it was just a matter of changing it from a you know a a, a single uh, person to a a business who is trying to talk to uh to many of an ideal client
3: so how did the decision come about to help small businesses instead of aiming at the larger firms
4: well it's easy it's easier for us to work with people that are similar to us. We're a small business um, it's easier for us to work with other small businesses
3: would you yeah. ever you know, want to work with a really large corporation if you had that opportunity? Oh, you know, we, certainly we wouldn't, we wouldn't turn it
4: down. We haven't turned it down. Um, we have been the second set of eyes for those larger companies. Um, typically, a larger company only reaches out to us if the business owner is questioning their marketing department. They think that maybe they're going in, a, um, in the wrong direction or they're advising them incorrectly or they um, they they need they're working on a project that needs more as we say bandwidth they they just need more resources and, and more hands on deck but most of the time they a larger company has an internal marketing department so they don't they don't tend to need us uh, unless of course those two those two issues
3: are there have you ever been called in to help train or update or or help an internal marketing firm I mean, that department in a larger company?
4: Uh, Sure. Uh, Especially if what really happened was what they hired was, this this happens all too frequently. So it was a small business. They grew into a larger business, and they hired someone to do internal marketing. And what they really hired was an administrative assistant, and then they said, oh, yeah, and by the way, here, could you handle the marketing? And she, because usually it's a she, doesn't actually know anything about marketing. So then she comes to our marketing boot camp so we can train her.
3: Okay, now that sounds good. Tell us about your marketing boot camp. What do you do in that?
4: It's a, it's a two and a half day intensive. So we start with a full day uh, mastermind session where we talk with the small business owners on what, what's your burning question. You came here for a reason. Something was burning, some issue. Let's solve that so that then we can get you focused on all the other things that you don't even know that you need to know. And then we're going okay. to half on that.
3: So, and then you take it, do you take it from, do you have a set criteria of what you're going to cover during one of those boot camps? Or do you take it from what the people that are attending tell you that they need?
4: You know, it's sort of a mixture. So in that first day where it's a mastermind session, um, that's very much led by what's your question, what's your need, and and let's answer it without us having a preconceived uh, direction. The next day and a half is fairly well planned out, However, we have been known to skew it a bit, given the questions that were asked and the people that are in the room, right? Because each boot camp has different attendees. Okay.
3: So how important is using proper phone etiquette to a business?
4: Uh, Vital.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So if you had somebody that you needed to train in phone etiquette, what are some of the first things that you would tell them?
4: The first thing that we do when we work with clients that, that have people that answer the phone for them or that are hesitant about answering the phone is we worked on a script. What is it that needs to be said? How do we say it? And then we practice. We, we've been known to cold call and, and do um, what we call secret shopping, um, those, uh, those, those clients, so that we can hear, okay, well, you, you gave them the script. Now, are they actually using the script?
3: Well, that's a very important thing, especially so that they don't skip over something or accidentally forget something. Absolutely. So we all want to know, what did you learn from being interviewed by Kevin Harrington, the original shark on the television show Shark Tank? And we're curious, what did he learn from you?
4: We learned how he became a shark. Um, it's a, it's an interesting part of his story that he doesn't often tell, and and so we got a chance to to talk to him before we, before the interview to kind of get that, uh, that going. Um, what did he learn from us? Well, he didn't know us very well until before the interview. He, he'd done some, some search. So he kind of knew what we were about. That's how he, he asked us to, to be interviewed. Um, and then he was of course, curious about the fact that we live in Sedona and what, what is that like to live in a beautiful, magical place like this? Um, and then You know, the the thing that makes us unique is that we work together. So part of what he wanted to know was, well, how does that work? And how does that work for us? And how does that work for our clients? And in case you want to see it, that interview is up on our website.
3: (coughs) Excuse me. Yes. So what did you learn about him? That you thought was important, that you might want to copy, or that you thought was interesting, or made him more human for you.
4: Um, he, you know, he is very personable. I will say, I went into the uh, to the interview being very trepidatious about someone of his stature, and you know, the original shark. And we we watch Shark Tank. We we know that they ask things about numbers and all of that. So I was very trepidatious. He was actually very personable. And um, really easy, and I'm looking forward to welcoming him here in Sedona. Um, and it's, it has indeed helped us to look at the numbers of those clients that work with us.
3: Since you were there with the Shark Tank people, if somebody else wanted to do that and they wanted to go on that show, or just what kind of information would a business have to compile, which would be probably smart if they compiled it anyway for themselves?
4: Absolutely. Um, so just to be clear, we weren't on the show. We were just interviewed by Kevin Harrington. Um, he is no longer on the show, even though he was the original shark of Shark Tank. But he's not there anymore. Um, but I can tell you from watching hundreds of hours of Shark Tank that you better know your numbers. Know when you started. Know how much you've sold. Know how much you've sold in the last year, in the last quarter. What's the um, what are the margins? Know your numbers because that's real. That's what they want to know.
3: So that's interesting. Would that be wise for any business to see if they were growing or shrinking or or what products were selling the best or what service was selling the best? Would you suggest that any business keep track of their numbers instead of just hoping every month that it all works out? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
3: You know, do you have or offer like a spreadsheet for those businesses that you're working with in that department to saying these are the items that you ought to be tracking? It varies a bit,
4: so we don't. We we do give our clients a, a template, but then we always have to tweak it for each client.
3: Right, because everybody's different. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. when you start with a client, Sharon, what are some of the very first things that you need from them?
4: Uh, we actually have a, a quite lengthy intake questionnaire that we're. We're working on tweaking. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, over 20 pages, 20, 24, something like that, um, and and it does talk very much about the things that that we mentioned, right? So what what do you want your life to look like, and who do you think your ideal client is? What what's already working? Where have you met your ideal client, um, and then what's not working? What what is keeping them up at night, um, and and various various other but i mean like i said it's quite lengthy questionnaire but that's uh, that gives you a flavor for the kinds of things that we ask and of course the numbers yes
3: well and it would also bring clarity for the person who's wanting to work with you on what they really want okay yes. we need to take another break stay tuned to know the name know the genius in you which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone zone radio uh, broadcast network station and on the website knowthename.com now this show is dedicated to getting ideas on marketing after the break we're going to find out some of the ways that sharon has assisted different businesses stay tuned
1: Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the X Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
0: You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more.
3: Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Sharon Uloff, who can be reached via her website, uloffcreative.com. Again, her last name is spelled Y-U-L-O-F-F, like in Frank Frank, uloffcreative.com. And if you'd like a free marketing assessment of your business, you can go to freemarketingconsultation.com. And you will also receive a 30-minute focus phone call going over the results of that. So, again, that one, if you want a free marketing assessment of your business, freemarketingconsultation.com, which I think is really generous that that Sharon and Hank offer for you for listening to the show and just getting out there. So, Sharon, how important is social media to a business's marketing plan?
4: Uh, it's very important, but I also don't want uh, a, a business owner to think that it's the silver bullet, right? there, is, There is no marketing silver bullet, but it is uh, important because that's where people go to look, right? Gone are the days where um, you would tell me, for example, to call Hank and I would just call him. Oh, okay, well, Sharon told me to call him, so I'm going to call him. Right? Those days are over. Now you tell me to call him. I'm going to go look him up. I'm going to look at his website. I'm going to read his blog. I'm going to go to social media. What's he talking about? Is he have a business page? Is he on LinkedIn? Right. I'm going to look him up. And then once I read some of what he's writing, then I go, oh, that's why she told me. Okay, now I'll call him. So you, ha- you need to be there, but it's not the silver bullet that's going to solve all your marketing woes either
3: do you need to have a huge like facebook fan page or a lot of people that are following that and able to impress people or do the numbers are not so as important as what's said on it
4: um the, the numbers are important but it's more important that they're the right people right so it used to be um using facebook as an example that we would set up a one, not, not us, but someone would set up a business page and then they would ask all of their friends to like my business page. Okay, that's great. It shows the numbers, but are your friends really your ideal client? Because if they're not your ideal client, then having them like your page is going to skew your numbers, especially if you want decide you want to run ads. So um, it's important, but it's more important that you have the right people. Um, so a, a, a thousand a thousand people that are right is better than uh, a hundred people that are right. is better than a thousand people that are not right.
3: Okay. (laughs) Now some people advertise that they can get you higher numbers. Okay. So you're saying that would be a waste because they wouldn't be necessarily the right people.
4: It's only a waste if it's not the right people. If all they're doing is buying likes um, or friends or um, connections, then that's not, that's not going to benefit you. Well,
3: and some of the businesses and the radio shows and whatnot that I was have been talking to in the past have told me that you need to have about 5,000 on Facebook and able to open different doors. Do you find that true or false?
4: Um, huh? I, I'm not sure where that comes from. So it is true that you can only have 5,000 friends on your personal profile. There is not a limit on the person on the business page. I don't. I don't know. My husband is almost at five thousand friends. I don't know that it's opened any doors that I can't open with my two thousand. Um, I do know that he gets more engagement than I do. But part of that's he posts more often. He, you know, he tends to. He likes Facebook more than I do. I like LinkedIn more than he does. So you know, we all have only you know, 24 seven. So we have to split our time in some way. Luckily, we get to do it together.
3: So why do you like LinkedIn better than Facebook? And why do you think he likes Facebook better than LinkedIn?
4: Um, you know, LinkedIn is more um, business professional um, office corporate, which is where I started, right? So I tend to get that more than than he does. The facebook is more the backyard barbecue and honestly you know left on my own i am actually a natural introvert whereas um he he's an outgoing introvert he i used to think he was an extrovert but i've learned that he's not really an extrovert he's really an outgoing introvert which i'm not i have to put on a facade for you to like get think that i'm an extrovert so he has more fun in that backyard barbecue whereas i tend to want to sit in the corner and watch people watch
3: You know, a lot of that is in your name, Sharon, and a lot of people who have the first name of Sharon, regardless of how it's spelled or how it's pronounced or whatever, are uh, force themselves to be outgoing because they're really introverts inside. So I just think that's interesting that you would say that. Um, So, you know,
4: if if you haven't. If you haven't read it, you should read uh, The Introvert Advantage. And I can't remember the author's name. But if you look up Introvert Advantage, you'll find it really quickly. It's a fabulous read.
3: Okay, thank you for that. Okay, (laughs) so I want to know some of the few of the stupid things that people do with business cards, because you have something like that on your website. And how can we ensure that it doesn't happen to our business cards?
4: So the, the main thing, I think the most frequent thing we see is... Someone changes something, right? So they um, they moved, or they changed their phone number, or they no longer have a fax machine, and so they cross it off. And uh, <laughs> really, you know, you have a business, and a business card is it's forty bucks for a thousand of them. So really, spend the forty bucks and invest the forty bucks in your business, and may have a professional look when you hand out your business card, not crossed off and, and all of that. The the other thing is that there are some businesses, there are some people, right? We, we all do a lot of things. We don't just do one thing, most people. So we try sometimes to squeeze too much into a business card. So please don't do that. Please have two business cards, especially if you have two ideal clients. And you're going to speak to them differently. Then, by all means, have two different business cards. Hand them out if you, um, if one of your ideal clients is our um, wedding planners and another one is florists. You're going to have two different business cards to speak to those two, as we say, avatars.
3: Okay. Now, I heard somewhere it was at some meeting in San Diego that I was invited to attend as a guest, as a guest speaker. But I got to listen to the whole meeting. And they were talking about how important it is to have your picture on a business card because people don't have a tendency to throw those business cards away because it's hard to throw away a picture. Do you agree or disagree with that?
4: So only partially. So it it used to be that we would say, no, no picture, because it's uh, only realtors do that, and it makes you look like a realtor. Okay, those days are over. (laughs) So (laughs) yes, have your picture. But the reason to have your picture is so that then when they're – adding you to their database, they remember who it was. And when they're trying to find you on Facebook or LinkedIn, they can go, oh yeah, that's the right one. Because you know we didn't realize how common our names were until Facebook showed up. And now suddenly we think we're so unique and oh my goodness, there's 15 of them. So the picture helps us to know, oh, I wanted to connect with that one. I don't know that it actually makes people save the business card, I'm sorry to say, but it does help in the connection and the follow-up.
3: Okay, that's really interesting. Because I still have a hard time throwing away a business card with a picture. And maybe they supplanted, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> that idea in my head. You can't do that if there's a picture on the card. So would it be more advantageous for that picture or if the business has a logo and they're trying to get that logo out everywhere or just to try to do both?
4: Yeah, yeah. There's no reason why you can't be both. He, um, you know, uh, there's a reason why Facebook is called Facebook and not logo book.
3: <laughs> Good point. Good point. so does direct mail still work and if so under what conditions it does
4: still work it's working even better actually because so few people are now doing it so you know it it used to be for a while that people were afraid to do um direct mail because so many people were doing it and things got lost and blah 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 but now you know you're going to stand out so, yes, in fact, we have a whole campaign um, that we are starting up for um, speaking and for our boot camps um, that we're going to be initiating with direct mail because, you know, there's nothing else that's showing up except junk and uh, greeting cards, which are great, but, yeah, you
2: know,
3: do that. Well, that was just interesting because my, uh, what I want to call my advisors, my business advisors, were telling me that it's time to send out a postcard. And then they were discussing what needs to go on one side with the address and which picture or what to put on the other side. So that's why I thought, I'm just going to ask you this, you know, I mean, that's the advice I'm getting and to check it out. Is that good for everybody?
4: So, you know, we have mixed thoughts on, um, on postcards. They're, they're, they're great in that they're, um, they're easy, but they're also easy to miss, right? So some of what, we get in the mail generally speaking are those um, local throwaway magazine kind of things and so sometimes the postcards get lost inside of those so if you're going to do a postcard then we recommend that it's an oversized postcard not uh not you know the size that one can buy in the grocery store
3: well, that's good news to Noah. I'm sure everybody who's listening is going to remember that one, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> now, you and Hank have written a series of books and have three books in your series that are called the Marketing che- Checklist. And it's like Marketing Checklist 1 and Marketing Checklist 2 and Marketing Checklist 3. And we would like to know, Would someone's business, what would they gain from reading this series of books? And we don't have enough time to really get into that right now. So I need to take us into another break. But when we come back, would you please let us know about your marketing checklist series of books and the advantage of reading those and what somebody would gain. So we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out also what Sharon has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned.
0: Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com.
1: Do it today. Exon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell visit www.exonradiotv.com or www.xzontvchannel.com, or simultv.com and xzbn.net.
3: Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Sharon Uloff, whose website is uloffcreative.com. Now, that is spelled Y-U-L-O-F-F, creative.com. She's taken her skills to a level where she's able to share her secrets with others to enable them to grow their businesses using an effective marketing plan. So, before the break, we were just getting started on your the three books in the series, the marketing checklist. Tell us about those, please, Sharon.
4: Certainly, uh, it, they are a marketing class in a book where everyone gets an A. So it's the first step towards a full marketing plan.
3: So, what's the difference between book one and two and three? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, one um, is it started out actually as the workbook for the business card book, and it it grew beyond that. So. Um, it's just a a whole I think it's 80 different tips Um, and then then we realized wait there's even more tips so that's where two came from so two is 49 more tips and then sorry checklist three is the hows and whys of social media
3: so could somebody jump to checklist three if they thought that was all they needed or do you need to read them in order
4: oh no you don't need to read them in order by all means
3: Okay, it, so where would you find them?
4: Um, you, well, you certainly can find them on Amazon. Um, the one, the three is at marketingmarketingmarketing.com, which will um, also give you, uh, if you go to the super secret website that's on the cover of the book, you will actually get additional help and um, a six-hour social media video series that we did. Okay, now we
3: want to say that again. Where do we find all that good stuff?
4: Marketing, marketing, marketing.com.
3: And then you have to click on the picture of the book. Did I hear uh, that right?
4: I, I don't think so. I think you, you just buy the book. I think that takes you to the Amazon site where you can buy the book.
3: Okay, you can also, and then you get all the goodies.
4: You can yeah get all the goodies. Just don't forget to look at the URL that's on the cover so that you can get um, more goodies besides what's in the book.
3: Okay, that was the piece I wanted to hear again. So Uh, the URL that's on the cover, I knew it was something with the cover and I thought, okay, if I didn't quite catch it, other people didn't quite catch it. We needed to make sure we went over it again.
4: Yes. part of of that book is a year's worth of social media content. So it's in the book, but if you wanted to actually use the content, um, you know, it's a lot, you don't, we don't want to make you have to recreate it. So you go to that super secret URL on the cover of the book and then you can, um, right click on the image and save it. And you have a year's worth of social media content. And uh, as I
3: said, that six hour training on social media. That is so generous of you. Fabulous. Okay, so if if somebody's mailing out an advertising and they want to be able to increase the response rate, do they need to send a product with their advertising like a pen or a magnet or a cup or does that really work to increase response or is it just, you know, superfluous?
4: Okay, so um, full disclosure we started this business, well, my husband started this business as a promotional products business, and we still have the promotional products division. So a biased answer would say, yes, you do need to include that in your, <laughs> in your direct mail. It will increase your open rate. But it is a biased answer.
3: Okay. So we know that we get those, um, what do you call them in the mail? The address labels, the return labels. And asking for a donation for a charity organization. Does giving out those labels make people feel obligated to make a donation?
4: You know, it, it depends. Um, I, I do think that that's the hope. You know, I gave you something and now you'll reciprocate by, by at least covering our cost of sending it to you. Um, I know that it doesn't always work. Right there, there are plenty of people that are like, well, I don't even need them. I'm throwing them away, so I'm not going to give you um, the dollars. Or you're not a nonprofit that speaks to me. Um, you just bought a list,
3: right? Right. Well, and I remember, too, we used to open mail that had a dollar in it, like a dollar bill, and said, please fill out this form and return it or whatever. And I always thought, does that work? And people, you know, they're, you're going to get longer time filling that form out than what you would normally get paid a dollar's worth of time. And I thought, does that work? Um, so
4: interestingly enough, I mean, it does It does work. I don't know how well it works. It probably depends on who, the, what company is sending it out and who they're sending it to. Um, I will tell you that what we have started doing with our attendees at our boot camp is we are mailing them a dollar. We're mailing them a handwritten note with a dollar and part of what that note says is something to the effect of see your investment is already paying off oh that's
3: cute (laughs) (laughs) so you do that after they've invested with you
4: (laughs) we, we do it when they register so they register uh to come to the boot camp and then you know relatively shortly after um we then send it out to them. I mean, it's just part of the the reminder series, right? They get emails and phone calls. So it's just one of those additional touches that they get is an actual um, handwritten note in the mail with a dollar bill
3: attached. Now, see, I would want a $2 bill. And the reason for it would be that a $1, I think, yeah, it's not paying off well enough though yet. (laughs) And with a $2 bill, it's unique enough that I would keep it And then every time I looked at that $2 bill, I would be reminded of how I got it. It,
4: That's an interesting concept. Uh, We send the dollar bill along with a couple of articles that might be helpful for them. And we have been known to send it twice. So they still get the $2. $2. But (laughs)
3: but
4: that $2 bill is an interesting concept. I will bring it up with Hank. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) Is there anything else that you're currently working on that you'd like to share with us?
4: So interestingly enough, like I like I said before, we start the boot camp with a full day mastermind, um, and we do that because we know the value that we've gotten from being in various masterminds. We are in two right now, and in one of those masterminds, someone came up to us and said, "Well, you're you're a couple and you work together. Why isn't one of your books about couples working together?" And at fr- the first thought was, "Well, why would we do that?" But then. know before we could actually finish that thought was like well actually that's a really good idea since we like working with other couples who work together so um so we are working on that that kind of got pushed to the higher higher part of our list uh like like you mentioned the hr book is coming out in september it's with the editor and uh, the next one we're working on
3: is the couple's book i think that's interesting because when I look at yours and Hank's name, because you have the, both have the first vowel of an A, it says that you're very good together and you can communicate well and understand each other and you can work together. But I don't think all couples, when I look at their names, can work together as well as you guys do. They have to have compatible communication styles. And in your names, neither one of you needs to be the leader and tell the other one what to do it's like you're both able to share that leadership role. And I would think with couples, that's a highly important quality and able to have it, you know, to make it work. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So if you could change one thing about the people's understanding or how they look at the world, Sharon, what would that be?
4: Um, you know, I, I would go back to where what we started the, the whole conversation. Um, um uh, please take the time to think about how you want life to look like. What is it that you want to be doing every day? How would you spend your time and then craft a business or um, or a career if you're if you're in a job um, that gives you the life that you're picturing rather than creating a, a a job or a business, and then hoping that somehow magically life will turn out the way you want it.
3: Yeah, wouldn't that be nice if we could all just twitch our nose like uh, the lady in Bewitched, and we could get what we wanted, right? <laughs> oh, thank definitely. you so much, Sharon, for being on our show. You're just a delight, and so appreciate you taking your time to be with us.
2: Oh, Thank
4: you. Thanks for having us. I truly appreciate it.
3: Be prepared and surprised and pleased when you experience Sharon's work. Now, her website, again, is ulofcreative.com, And for more information on the latest Uloff Creative Marketing Solution Boot Camps, you can go to themarketingevent.com. Again, that is themarketingevent.com. She has a lot of different websites aimed at different things that they're doing, and you can get to all of them from ulofcreative.com. Now, Sharon's name excels at wanting freedom for herself and others, and this is found in the letter combination of S-H. If your name contains the S-H combination, it doesn't matter where it is. It can be at the front like Sharon's name, or it can be in the middle like a Joshua. It can be at the end like a Trish. Okay, it doesn't matter where it is. If you have S-H in your name, you too need to not be under someone else's thumb. Instead, absolutely treasuring your freedom. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on XCBN.net Radio and X Zone Broadcast Network. And on knowthename.com. So tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. And in each upcoming show, you'll hear continued clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. And for all the days and times of Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, again, go to xzbn.net and check out our broadcast schedule. Now, if you wish to learn how to read a person's name or to know more about your own name and how you can discover your innate gifts, visit the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session. Now, it helps to live to your best and highest once you find out what your name says about you and what secrets you're revealing to others if they know nameology science once you've said your name. So this is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.